Welcome, everybody. It's time for another episode of Sales Pipeline Radio. You're not just surfing the web. You're riding the sales pipeline with the big kahuna himself, Matt Hines from Hines Marketing. Hey, Matt. How are you, Paul? I'm good. Sounds like you have a cold today. I do have a cold. Yesterday it was a head cold. This morning it's just a raging, full-on uh, hot mess. So, uh, well, I don't know if you're ready to. I don't know if you should stay out of the water today or go back surfing here. But I don't know. I'm staying out of the water. All I'm right. totally. I'm. We are in. You know, we are normally recording from either the uh, world headquarters in uh, Redmond, Washington, or we're gonna starting next week. We're gonna be taking the show on the road. Today we are in the uh, the the Heinz uh, the Matt Heinz home office. Uh, we are deep uh, in the womb of Matt Hines' existence here, deep, right? Yeah, you are deep. You're coming from the uh, the 105 year old farmhouse uh, that is uh, we've been working on for the last year and a half. And oh, cool! If, yeah. if you follow us on Instagram, uh, you see kind of some of the stuff we're doing up. Here. And how many kids have you got? We got three kids, uh, a dog, and five and, uh, five chickens. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they, they they all keep us busy. So not, never a dull moment uh, at Hines Marketing. Uh, never dull moment at the farmhouse, and and really never dull moment here at Sales Pipeline Radio either. Uh, today represents uh, the last day of the month, last day of the quarter. Um, pretty uh, pretty big deal for a lot of organizations that are um, in a selling environment. So uh, if you're listening to us today, I hope you're hitting your number. I hope you're close to your number. I hope you are celebrating hitting your Q1 number and off to a great start for 2016. Today is also uh, our first of uh, the weekly. Uh, ish, ish episodes of Sales Pipeline Radio. We started this boy about three months ago and been doing it every other week and just been super excited about uh, the response we've had. We just continue to get more listeners every week, so thank you so much for joining us. Just had some amazing guests uh, that have really just made this an amazing show. And so starting uh, today, uh, this is a weekly program every week, Thursday, 11.30 Pacific, 2.30 Eastern. You join us for Sales Pipeline Radio right here. Catch up on the past episodes, salespipelineradio.com. And we've got an amazing lineup uh, over the next few weeks. Really, really excited about what we've got coming in our new weekly format. Uh, and also very, very excited today. We have uh, a great author, a co-author of the new book, Selling Vision, uh, a formula for driving results by selling change. We've got the uh, co-author, Rick Cheatham, today. And uh, Rick, thanks so much for joining us. Hey, Matt. Thanks for having me. Really happy to be here. Really appreciate having you. Uh, the new book, uh, you can find it on Amazon.com. It's great. I've been reading it uh, over the last few days uh, and just uh, very, very impressed. I mean, we've got, we're living in a world when sales and marketing is changing so much, uh, and that is, that is true uh, on across all different disciplines, but, uh, but selling in particular. And, you know, adopting to change in a sales environment uh, is not easy. It's not easy for reps and for managers that are used to doing it a certain way. Rick, maybe just give an overview of like why this book, why now, and what are some of the keys that are that are helping organizations drive change management for the better in their organizations. The book is really coming from what has been a ten-year journey for us and our firm and our clients, uh, and for many of them, it started with our clients that were going from selling on-premise soft software to the cloud. You know, but as we've all seen and all experienced, change is coming uh, harder and faster, it seems like, than ever before. And it's so cliche to even say that because everybody's been saying it now for, for several years. But if you think about it from a buyer's perspective or from a seller's perspective, it's incredibly difficult to change my behavior. You know, uh, it, you know, the, in the mind of a seller, Every time I choose to do something differently, 
I'm potentially risking my livelihood. So one of those things that we're, we're really, really passionate about is that respect for people and how difficult it is. So as we kind of brought this work together, it's both a guide for the sellers and their leaders to think about change differently and to not just focus on that end state, but focus on the in-between that's so incredibly painful for most folks where we've got to deliver today's quota as you kind of were opening up this show at the end of the quarter. We got to deliver today, but while we're also building tomorrow. There's a lot of literature that's addressed the issue of change management and sales and other areas. And uh, speaking today with Rick Chatham, who's the partner uh, partner sale, runs the sales practice at BTS, and we've been doing this for you know over 10 years. And so, you know, uh, you know, lot not a whole lot of people that are uh, that have seen as much of this as you have, Rick. And talk about that unique nature of like not just saying here's where we are, here's where we need to go. But that middle ground, that transition phase, like why is that so important? And what are some of the keys to getting that right? Most of your listeners are probably familiar with the concept of a change curve, and they've probably even experienced it before in their life. But there's this whole concept that whether we're doing something different, big or small, there's going to be a dip in sales productivity. While everybody's figuring out, you know, who's going to call on these customers now? How's this going to work? What's the new product really like? What's our messaging look like now? There's usually this this dip in change, and that's very much what we're talking about here. How do we flatten that curve so that 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 dip in productivity comes and goes faster and is less painful? And you know, as we as we broke it down, we look at it through three lenses, and the first one is really through the lens of the sales leader and how he or she sets the tone for change is really the core, uh, the core piece. There's a, a lot of elements, but, you know, at its core, it's how do we look at change as the team? How do I set the vision for not only the destination, but the stops along the way? For the manager, it's a matter of working at a level of transparency and authenticity that allows for sellers to give feedback and allows for organizations to not pretend like they have all the answers before, you know, execution really begins and the feed on the street are expected to do something differently. And then for those that are out in the field, those hardcore sellers, it's a matter of being that navigator that helps their customers through what has become an increasingly difficult time to buy as a business, you know, as a people making major purchases, uh, corporate initiatives change so quickly, buying is even becoming much more difficult. So I need somebody in a seller that can help me simplify and help me see clearly through what are way too many choices in the world today. So the narrowing it down to that transition point, you know, it's, it's kind of how do we get to the things that people can do differently one step at a time, not just the big vision in state type of work. 
Yeah. And, and I and I like that you in in the book you talk about a roadmap to drive that change and to get through that transition period, but you also you also accept that, you know, that the roadmap is not going to work for everybody. That, you know, along that way, there are going to be things that might not go the way you want. There are going to be people that might be resistant to that change. What, what are some of the common roadblocks or common challenges people see when they face that, you know, that XY period, that middle uh, of the transition? What are the challenges that they might come up against? And, and what are some of the ways that you, that, that you in the book recommend uh, they try to get around that? Yeah, so the, the, the reality, and again, if you think about it, any, any change in a sales organization, we can be doing something really small, you know, launching a new product, bundling our services differently, change, you know, small tweaks in our go-to-market strategy, or we can be doing really large wholesale changes. You know, we're going from a territory-based sales force to a vertically focused sales force. We're, you know, I mentioned it earlier, going from on-prem to the cloud, you know, major kind of tectonic shifts. No matter what, all of that is happening and has to happen so decisions can get made in a little bit of a vacuum away from where the work really gets done. So, you know, kind of the best and largest advice that I tend to give clients when we look at this is assume you were wrong on at least 10% of your assumptions and actually even plan for the thing that you're going to say to your sales team, hey, we really thought it was going to work this way, but we weren't, we weren't right. So we're going to actually try to make it this way because the moment at which we think we have everything 100% baked and we go to market with any sort of flexibility, with, or excuse me, without any sort of flexibility in our approach, is when we're setting our sales team up for disengagement. And, you know, I often joke that, you know, salespeople are true believers. And if they stop believing and can still sell, they're probably evil. And you don't want an evil sales force. You want a group of people that believes in what you're doing and is passionate about the vision that you've got out there. Kind of the big bucket is don't think you got it all right the first time and get the folks involved that really, really do the work it would be kind of the, the greatest pillars at the, at the highest level of entering that period. We got, uh, we're talking to Rick Cheatham today, uh, who is the co-author of Selling Vision. I mean, this really is just a great roadmap and a great approach to, to selling in a world that is really demanding change of us. It's not just uh, finding a new way to execute internally. It's, the, it's that our buyers and the world we're selling into is demanding that change. Do you, Rick, do you see that differences in that requirement across industries or different geographies? I know that they, the, the, the path to purchase is different sometimes in different size businesses, just so, so the customs sometimes are different locally. Is there any variation to what you see in terms of that transition point across sort of different natures of businesses or how they're operating? Globally, we definitely see differences in, in how people buy and, and how sellers approach their marketplace. I would say vertically, we don't see that much of a difference. As we think about engaging uh, with specific clients, there's uniqueness in everybody's buying, right? And and we don't want to set that aside. But overall, finding that finding those midpoints, you know, are, would be more unique to the specific business strategy than the vertical. What I would say, though, that you sparked in that question for me 
is one of the core tenets we have in the research we've done here is that part of the reason sellers are struggling with hitting their forecast today and are frustrated is the traditional buying cycle that most of us grew up with, uh, we would argue no longer exists. Mm-hmm. That that kind of five to six step recognizing the need for a purchase and all the way around, it just doesn't work that way anymore. Right. There are too many moments in time that new stakeholders come in and out of the situation. The priorities of the businesses that people are selling into change quickly, sometimes too quickly for a sale to get closed. So old assumptions about how customer buying works are false. And we end up chasing forecasts that are impossible. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, uh, if you want to check this book out, highly encourage uh, going to Amazon. It's less than a month old. It's called Selling Vision, the X to XY to Y formula for driving results by selling change. We are going to take a quick break here. We'll be back with Rick to talk a little more about change management, a little more about sort of the modern buying operation, talk about uh, even change management within this selling year. We're at the end of Q1, into Q2. How do you start to make those adjustments uh, in the in the field as well? Uh, thanks for joining us. This is Sales Pipeline Radio. Whether you're producing a seminar series, user's conference, lunch and learn, or exhibiting at a trade show, Validar has a solution. From capturing leads at trade shows to managing on-site registration, tracking session attendance, gathering information, and providing sponsors lead retrieval, we have a full suite of solutions for you. Since 2005, Validar has been turning corporate events and trade shows into better business. Call 888-784-2929 or visit us at Validar.com. You know, in a world where the speed of innovation and change in B2B marketing has never been greater, the only thing bigger is the need for clarity, for a blueprint, for a guide to what's really working and how to make it apply specifically to increase sales pipeline growth, velocity, and conversion. That's what you'll find in the Modern Marketer's Field Guide, something you should have in your back pocket right now. If you don't, you can download it for free at HeinzMarketing.com. That's H-E-I-N-Z Marketing.com. It encompasses the entire sales and marketing pipeline, but in quick bursts with lots of specific, actionable ideas and strategies and tactics, you can put to work right away, like today. The loaded table of contents helps you narrow in and tackle a problem. Some, maybe something you're looking at right now on your desk, right in front of you as you're listening to this. It's also there as a resource that you can come back when you need something new to inspire you, to open your eyes, to give you some task or idea to do next. It's all that and more, and it's waiting for you free. The Modern Marketer's Field Guide at HeinzMarketing.com. That's H-E-I-N-Z Marketing. Dot com. All right, back to Matt and his guest. All right, thanks very much, Paul. Yeah, back back live from the sick ward here in uh, Kirkland, Washington. Uh, excited to be with you for Sales Pipeline Radio, last day of the month, last day of the quarter. And as I mentioned, this is the first of our weekly uh, programs. We've got an awesome lineup coming up. Next week, April 7th, uh, we, we not only have a great sales thinker and thought leader, we have a former professional football player uh, joining us. His name is Matt Mayberry. 
He played for the Chicago Bears. He has now made a motivational speaker. He's done a number of presentations to inside sales groups nationally. Uh, super good guy, some great ideas. His story, I mean, his personal story is amazing. So excited about that. Later in the month, we got Dave Crenshaw, who's the author of The Myth of Multitasking. He will set you straight. If you think multitasking is the way to go, uh, he'll show you you're wrong. <laughs> and then right after that, we've got Jay Bear, who just wrote a book called Hug Your Haters. We've got Steve Richard, who's one of the leading inside sales professionals in the country. We've got Jill Rowley, who many consider the queen of, co- of social selling. We've just got, uh, I'm super excited. Maybe we should just do this, Paul. Let's do this every day. Let's just do it every day. We'll just line it up. We're going to clear a calendar every day. It's Matt on the radio. Let's just do a, let's do a marathon. Great. We'll binge <laughs> listen like Netflix here. <laughs> That's right. We'll put it on Netflix. It's going to be amazing. No, let's not do that. I think we'll be just fine. Uh, so let's get back to our guest today. we got Rick Cheatham, who's the co-author of Selling Vision, the, a formula for driving results and selling change. And Rick, talk, talk a little bit about the work that you and, and your co-author were, have been doing uh, at, at BTS. Like, what are some of the some of the you know you have to you have to name names obviously, but what are some of the symptoms that that led you to write this book? You know, what are some of the things that you're seeing um, in those organizations uh, that, that made this book sort of a necessity to really not only sort of help raise your visibility at BTS, but also to support and help a lot other sales organizations that you're working with. Just a brief background. Basically, at BTS we refer to ourselves as the people side of strategy. And, and we sit in a funny place kind of between a traditional consulting firm and a training firm. So more often than not, we would walk into a client organization and they'd say, all right, we need our salespeople. You know, one of the things that's been hot now for a couple of years, we want our salespeople to go from asking a lot of questions to delivering insights. And we've decided this is what we're going to do. And we've got five or six people that are really good at it. And we've been working on it for a couple of years now, and it's just not happening. How do yep. we get that to happen? Okay. The first thing that we look at and in any organization is to say, well, let's start with the assumption that especially salespeople, just by you know most of our DNA, we want to do a good job. We're achievers. Yep. We want to do great and wonderful things. So if that isn't happening, there has to be a reason why. Mm-hmm. And The first thing we look at is what's the alignment that people have in the organization? Does everybody agree that this is what great looks like? Is it clear to everybody that this is what great looks like? And then we look at what do do they believe? What's the mindset? Because for any seller to change behavior, we got to believe a couple things. This is good for me. It's good for my customers. And it's good for my organization. So we have to shift that belief to, in this you know little example, that selling insights is actually going to work in all three of those areas. And then if they're still not doing it, it's probably because they don't have the tools or skills to be able to. So it's a little bit of a backdoor way of saying, again, whether the change initiative is large or small, if you don't have alignment, mindset, and capability, there's no way your folks are going to be able to execute. From one client to the next, if I were to kind of raise it up to its core challenge, that's really what it's all about. 
Do you find that there's any difference, uh, any generational difference in people's ability to accept and adapt to change? I know we hear so much about sort of millennials and different different generations in the workforce and especially among the sales force and, and you know, what they're motivated by and whatnot. Do you, have you seen any of those differences? Does that impact how people need to approach change? I think that it's more about personality than, gener- than, than generational differences. We look at it more from the buyer point of view in the book, but I think it applies to kind of all of us everywhere in that generally speaking, buyers, sellers, people in general are going to line up on, a, on you know, the two bookends being, I'm a game maximizer. I'm this person that's willing to try new things, be that experimental person, because I want to maximize the possibilities out in front of me. Or I'm going to be a loss avoider. I'm going to make sure that, you know, I hit my number. I'm going to make sure I keep my commitments to my company and to my customers, and I'm going to potentially be more resistant to change in an effort to guarantee the results I promise. So I want to make sure that it's clear that neither one of these bookends is wrong or bad. Yeah. But whether it's somebody who's been selling for the same company for 30 years, if they're a game maximizer, they're looking at this and going, wow, this new product, this new offering, this new approach to the marketplace, I can see ways that I can gain the most out of this, and I'm going to adopt, be an early adopter, and, and be the first one to volunteer for experiments to try to get this stuff done. Conversely, those those loss avoiders are going to be kind of standing on the sidelines going, whoa, yeah, but you don't understand. My, I've been calling on these same people for 10 years or even 10 months, and I can't risk behaving differently, offering them something they don't expect from me, showing up in whatever way the organization's expecting them to, I can't take that risk because I've got to make sure I get the results. Because, again, it's all under this assumption that everybody wants to be great. Absolutely. Hey, uh, this is good stuff. We, we are unfortunately running out of time here at the top of the hour. You know, one, one last question maybe before you break it. You know, it, let's say you go through this process, you get to that level of change you're ready that, that you're trying to achieve, you get to that next level of performance. How do you know when you need to change again? Like, what are the signs that companies should look for internally and externally that they need, that they need to start thinking about this process again to keep their edge? You know, the reality is that you never stop looking. In our world today, you have to assume that the next big thing is coming because, frankly, your competitors are looking for the next big thing. Yeah. And so, you know, when you start to see uh, shifts in the marketplace and you start to get comfortable with your offering and your way of working, you're probably or possibly too late. So it is always about looking forward and, and assuming and setting up actually a culture that assumes that we're going to be different tomorrow than we are today because we're going to be a high-performing organization no matter what the circumstances are. Thank you so much. I want to thank our guest, Rick Chatham, who's the uh, a partner at BTS, is the co-author of the book Selling Vision, uh, the formula for six, driving results by selling change. Uh, definitely pick up a copy of that on Amazon. It's brand new. It's about three weeks out. Uh, so uh, so it's it's fresh fresh off the press and uh, 
some really cutting edge stuff on there. So thanks again, Rick, very much for joining us today. We've got, as I mentioned, a great lineup of guests coming up next week, next Thursday at 1130 Pacific. Join us again. We have Matt Mayberry. Uh, I'm super excited. I'm actually a little bit nervous. Like it's the first time we've had a professional athlete. Like he is a record holder at Indiana University. He is a former linebacker for the Chicago Bears. He now is a professional keynote speaker on peak performance, overcoming adversity, teamwork. Uh, just has a great message for sales reps. Just a super great guy. Really excited to have him. If you want to hear a little more from Rick, if you want to hear from some of our past guests, you can check them out at salespipelineradio.com. Every past episode is available up there. You'll be able to check that out. If you want to see a transcript of any of these episodes, you can see that at our blog at heinzmarketing.com. We are now officially on iTunes as well. So if you want to see this as a podcast, if you want to listen to this on your commute, on your ride home, while you're working out, check out a lot. Every episode updated on iTunes. Just check out, type in Sales Pipeline Radio. You'll find us up there. Thanks so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. I hope you're all having a great end of the quarter next week as we go back to zero, start a new quarter, new month. It's going to be great. Thanks again. This has been Sales Pipeline Radio. You've been surfing the sales pipeline with Matt Kahuna, the big, with Matt Hines, the big Kahuna, Hines Marketing.